Fantastic. It's Carl here from Games Brains Headbanging Live, GBHBL.com for short. And I'm here with Jan, the drummer for what is commonly referred to as the psych rock trio, Mother's Cake. Jan, it is an absolute pleasure to be speaking with you. How are you doing? The, the pleasure is all mine. I'm doing uh, fine at the moment. I'm sitting outside, so I hope that there won't be any birds or animals interrupting this conversation. No, I'm fine. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, um, you know, as much as you can be in the year that we've had. Yeah, you know? I see. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How have you been kind of coping throughout uh, 2020 and obviously the worldwide pandemic? Um, well, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm at this point now uh, where I actually start to enjoy all the free time that I'm having. Um, okay. And also the possibility to look into other fields and jobs and experiences. Uh, but the the first couple months were definitely a bit tough. Um, also, because I don't know how has it been for you, but in Vienna or in, in Austria for a couple of weeks, we were not supposed to meet anyone else and just, you know, stay at home, stay inside. And yeah, that was definitely a bit tough. Also tough for, you know, relationships, but figured that out, uh, survived. So that's good. Um, yeah, now uh, we're close to releasing our record. Um, very unexperienced with that kind of release, you know, not really any tour lined up or um, at least what's lined up. We don't know for sure if it's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, that's definitely more on the tough side of things, being in a, you know, underground live rock band these days. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally new experience, not just for you, but seemingly everybody. But you sound yeah. very upbeat and positive. Has that been quite important for you to stay upbeat and positive yes i mean um honestly uh we're, we're very lucky um what to if it's about the topic uh support because uh we definitely got fundings from the state um especially as being artists and as, as being in a group of people that are highly affected by this because mm -hmm. many others were able to start working again to some level long ago and the entertainment industry is still completely non-existent so yeah um, no, we are supported with that, and as I said, because of that, the band is still there. It's just kind of a hibernation, I call it. You know, we have our little winter hibernation that's started in summer already, and it's also a break that we never had before, and in many years we didn't have. So I see it also as a chance to be highly motivated, energized, and you know, really stoked to play our songs and all that stuff again, and then especially in the new record. So. But it has its positive sides in some, on some level. Hmm. But it can't be easy um, for you to kind of stick with that mind frame, I imagine, particularly when you're, as you say, you're on the path and you're building to a very, very soon release. And obviously you've had such experience with this in the past and it's so different now. Um, yeah. How yeah. do you guys, as a unit, Mother's Cake, stay focused and go, this is still very important? Uh, well, I mean, there was, honestly, um, you know, usually when you have that release, there's so many things to do. Like, you have to shoot a couple of videos, you have to do the interviews, you should do that, you should do this. And then if you're still touring, a lot of that doesn't really work out or you just, um, yeah, do whatever you can, but you're not really happy because you don't get to do it all. And honestly, in this case, uh, for the first time, we managed to actually do three videos, release them. We're actually quite happy with them. I am right now working on a fourth one myself. So that's a positive. Uh, the negative for sure, the negative for sure is that um, usually 
especially you know being a band that's relying heavily on on the live shows and the live experience we would now um tour and we would play a lot of shows in many days and also you know it's kind of like a two-year cycle we would finally cash in because mm. um you know that momentum that you have with a release is definitely a big one compared yeah. to our usual shows the amount of merch you can sell the tickets that you sell extra the promotion that you get it's all things that well we have no clue honestly where they go right now so we obviously hope that people still go to the store you know very classic or they order the stuff online and not just download them because physical is still you know much more money for us or much more earnings for sure yeah so but that, if we were very close actually we definitely discussed if we should not release because of course it feels somehow that you blow it in the wind you know the thing that you worked two years for but then and that was kind of the argument that wanted always we don't even know if we're going to play in, in march next year hopefully we will hopefully there's a vaccination or whatnot and everything's back to normal and we can just go and have packed clubs you know with sweaty people and 200 of them in tiny spaces yeah uh, but right now you know seems like a far-fetched thought and yeah so in case we can't play next year march and it's maybe end of next year and you still haven't released then at some point it just it's even worse so we decided we'd go ahead we use the momentum the promotion we have right now the interviews we're having and we get and to stay you know alive and at least have some awareness of it and hopefully there's gonna be a late spring you know kind of for it all <laughs> yeah it's quite funny as well there's almost an expectation now um we've talked to so many bands who have been more available during this period and there's almost an expectation that even though you're building towards a new release in less than two weeks that oh you must have used this downtime to uh, start writing new music rather than just be effectively on pause and waiting to get out and do the do the cycle of the current album. I, I take it Mother's Cake has been solely focused on this release. Yes, we did not start a new record. It was we were just finishing when it started, so we mm. were just literally having our last recording sessions for that record. And I know there are bands like King Gizzard, for example, they have such output; it's insane. But to be very honest, we're not that kind of band. We, mm. The output that we have is, is always a very intense procedure, especially for our frontman Eve, to involve himself, you know, emotionally and, and also creatively so much. And then, you know, at some point you're just empty. Yeah. And, uh, and honestly, he and, and Benny and me also, but especially those two, they finally just, they just went and have holidays, finally. And that's good. And I really think it's good for them to just also get a little bit away from it a while. And why yeah. not, if, if not now, when, when then, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you, you spend all that energy and effort creating the, what you created. You have earned a break. It's okay. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> So we are less than two weeks away from the release of the brand new album, Cyberfunk. Um, yeah, yeah. Where is your head at in regard to how you're feeling about now? Are you still excited? Are you energized? Or are you sick to death of it? I am a little bit sick of the song I'm working on right now because I'm doing the video. So you can imagine I've heard that song for probably 500 times now, by now, you know. <laughs> 
that's great. No, off the record, I'm not sick at all. I've I have stopped listening to it a long time ago already. Mm. So I kind of wait until it's released to give it another listen. You know, then when I finally have it physically in my hands. Um, no, I'm super anticipating it. I'm very excited for it. It's we have on the 11th. Uh, we have like a press day where we're gonna play a couple songs acoustically. Same thing we'll do on on the 18th on the release day again in Vienna. So um, very much looking forward to that. And then it's just really exciting also to see if there's something happening, you know, although we're not really on tour, if people will still go to the store. Yes. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is, yeah, that is it, isn't it? And it seems like you're going to hear a ton of different ways to describe the album. Eclectic, imaginative, creative, varied, fascinating confusing captivating and many many <laughs> more it seems um, yeah. <laughs> how do you guys though as a unit keep yourselves in check and in balance for not going i guess insane with this eclectic style of music you create <laughs> well we are maybe all a little bit insane so i don't know yeah. how much we succeed with that no but um i mean that the, what you describe is like this um you know all these different kind of styles that we united in that, mm. that record. The idea of Cyberfunk is being a mixtape. I don't know if you have seen the artwork yet or if, the, if you had a chance to have a look at it. Our review um, goes up in two days' time. Ah, okay, okay. Um, so we have this big-eyed creature um, on, on the front that hands over a mixtape, a mixtape called Cyberfunk. Mm. The idea is a little bit that we have a collection of songs that go into very different mood and and very different states of energy if you if you'd say so if you want to say so um and to be as entertaining and as diverse as possible mm. uh and also you know push our own uh diversity in that a little bit it was really when we selected the songs uh we always kept listening to the ones we already did and then we said you know what we're missing a song that is fast or we're missing a song that's maybe a little bit um like beatlesque and so on and so on so uh that's how the whole thing came together and i mean there's this one section on the the record that's probably my most favorite one it's from it's from the song cybernova that was supposed to be just an intro and turned out to be this almost phil collins you know genesis kind of <laughs> or Alan Parson project kind of thing, which like surprised even me in the end that that came out. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah, going into, into that um, Rage Against the Machine vibe almost uh, after with the operator. Yeah. And then going into this like funky disco, bit ridiculous um, song. Um, I don't know, that, that whole section to me, it has so much that we did in our very early days. And I'm kind of happy that that happened again. And it's funny because um, the releases, the singles that we released so far were very short and untypical songs for us mm. that in the whole context of the record um, are not as important. And a lot of, I think, old-time fans, they probably don't anticipate this record too much because they think the whole record is now boring and it's all short songs and, like, and poppy songs. Uh, but I think they're in for a surprise. I think they're going to um, celebrate when they then hear it because it's definitely not just that, in my opinion.
absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, you're the artist, but as a person that's heard it, reviewed it, and loved it, absolutely loved it for its um, awesome. nature. But one of the things that I think uh, stood out the most is about the flow, really. Now, from what I understand is the flow of the album was very important to you. I'm yes. very much a person who enjoys the complete experience beginning to end. You can listen to songs out of context, as you do with singles that are released, and enjoy them. But to get the full thing, you kind of need to hear the full thing, which I, I agree. Yeah. I think that what that is cyberpunk. Do you? Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, that's. I'm so so glad that you say that because that's the intention. Also, these little snippets you have in between that's supposed to be, you know, if if you've done your mixtape back in the '90s, um, many will not understand anymore. Hopefully, many will. Um, sometimes you have these snippets in between left over. So that was kind of then in the end, the glue to keep that flow going as much as possible, you know, not having just the songs put there, but to have it more as a whole experience. And there's a cool surprise also on the vinyl version because, well, yeah, come on. I'm, I'm going to spoil that here because um, <laughs> we have this song, uh, unfortunately, because of the length of the music, we were not able to... Um, the, the switch of the sides happened exactly in, in this whole section that I described to you before. And that section is really not supposed to stop. Anyways, it had to. So we uh, built in a loop. So the last, um, when the needle comes to the last, uh, what's it called in English? I don't know the word for that. You know, the last track or whatever, you know, the last turn. Mm. It's, it will stick there. And I don't know, I can't wait for you know, one or the other stoner had to just think, oh, this is amazing. This goes on forever. And <laughs> to realize 10 minutes later, that actually there is a loop and <laughs> we wasted some of their time. So I don't know. <laughs> There's a cool gimmick there. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. That literally is a seller. If you need, you need, everyone needs to pick up the vinyl for that alone. Exactly. And, and people should tell us if they actually got stuck and they thought it's still the music, you know. <laughs> I I am going to do that to my wife. She won't Please. Want to be back, so I'm going to do it to her, and I'm going to sit there and just be laughing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely hearable, though, that it is a loop. But you know, let's see, it's a synthesizer, like a, an arpeggio thing happening there. So maybe someone will not detect it too fast. Let's see. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, you guys yeah. work so hard, and you've garnered success from that. Although modern success is measured quite differently to obviously how it was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you no, feel, no, no, please, sorry. Do you feel as though Mother's Cake understands what it means to be successful in the modern era of music at this stage? Uh, no. <laughs> Honestly, no, no. I think we're very classic uh, in that matter. Like, uh, we know how to go on stage and we know how to perform, I think, and, and people enjoy that very much. But I mean, in the modern days, being successful, and I think just the, the Spotify owner had a, had a quote on that, that is in one way douchey and shocking, but in the other way, he's kind of right, you know. He said, um, it's not so important anymore to release music. It's much more important what you do in between those singles, how you represent yourself with your Instagram stories, how you keep attached, you know, to your audience nonstop, 24 hours, basically, yeah. ideally. And that's really something where we're incredibly bad at. Yeah. <laughs> like none of us um, digs this whole social media game. None of us sees the point of it. Yeah. I, bar I barely even post with the band and I constantly get in trouble for it. 
that's not us. I don't know. And I, I, for my part, have accepted that that uh, excludes us a little bit of the game, if you want to call it that way yeah. right now. But that's reality. And even it doesn't really matter what genre. If, even if you want to be a rock band, still, you got to be on top of that shit and, and constantly there and constantly available and constantly posting. Yeah. It, and I don't know. Yeah. It seems, like I said, you have to play the game to a certain degree. Your success will be measured in how many likes or follows you have or put on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it might be, as much as it is your streams. Um, is it not something that you guys wish to work out or have you just held your hands up, as you said, and just gone, you know what, that's not going to be us? I don't know I, to, to what extent we can work it out. I mean, you know, you can be also talented for that. There are people who do an amazing job with this mm. and they're actually funny and entertaining and just being these influencer slash band people yeah. who define themselves much more around, you know, it's like a more modern a more modern idea of what a musician is these days. Um, and as I said, it's, we're not, I, 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 it's not like we're completely, um, oh, fuck that shit, but we're just not good at it, you know? I think we're good at the instrument. We're good at writing music and all of these qualities, they're more or less pretty good. And, but the whole, that thing, no, man. <laughs> not, not a lot of talent over here for that. <laughs> Which is completely understandable because it's, even if you had, say, the drive to do it, there's so much of it you have to do. It's not Jesus. just going on Facebook and making a post about what you ate that day. You would have to do that on every other platform while also ah, you have to get your yeah. music out there across the YouTubes and the Spotify's and the Apple and stuff like that. I don't yeah, know how any band does it, to be honest. I have no clue. I think the bands who are most successful with it probably have someone for it. But even then, I mean, even you can absolutely tell there are like these super big bands, like mm. you know, me mega famous bands, and you can tell they suck at it. It just doesn't matter because they have that certain state already. Um, but you know, because now they have maybe someone, and of course they can pay someone to do it, but still it's not the same. If you pay someone to do it, it's still going to suck because it, yeah, yeah. it feels commercial. It feels, no, the good ones, they actually, they actually do it creatively and they do it, um, you know, they, they put as much effort into that as in a riff idea or as into um, a single idea or something like that. So I'm not saying it's, it's not art. It's quite the opposite. The good ones actually make art of it. It's just something we're not really good at. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it totally does. And I think, I think it's, the positive side should always be about you connecting with your fan base. There are many other ways you can do that, be it a live show or just through the music itself. But ultimately, it, it loses that luster and appeal when you hire someone or you're just going on there because you have to put a specific post up because the label or your PR company said you must. I know, I know. And it, yeah, as you said, it doesn't really have an appeal then. And people feel that they see it. Yeah, oh, they'll see it and they'll, they will know and they will call you out on it. <laughs> yeah, worst case, yeah. <laughs> but without all of that, you, like I said, you have been incredibly successful. Your, your, your touring schedule in the past will make eyes water. The level of stuff and time you have put into this band is incredible was there a specific moment where you sort of were able to stop and think oh 
hell we actually are famous. <laughs> I haven't thought that to that day. <laughs> we are somewhat famous, you know, and it's, uh, I always say it like that. We are somewhat famous in certain circles. <laughs> but in the end, no, you're, you're right. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, I am glad and we are all glad that we made it to a certain level and certain extent and it's special for sure especially i think in that genre also in our country there are not a lot of bands that got to that point um but yeah i think it's from the from the band perspective it's always a bit different because you see every day you don't just see the flyer or that tour or you know from from the outside it's easier to uh, mm -hmm. think it's something is much bigger than it actually is um so i don't know well sometimes it's honestly the best moment is that maybe feels a bit like fame but like more in a in a good way is um when people actually come up to you after show something and they say this made me i don't know play the drums or your music made me wanting to be in a band or something like that that's the good moments for sure and those are highly appreciated and uh happens sometimes and it's always a great feeling for sure so Absolutely. i guess that I mean, that's the payment <laughs> yeah what an incredible payment that is as well because yourself is, yeah. and your band members will have naturally been influenced or heard stuff when you were younger that made you want to pick up the drumsticks or the guitar and so on so yeah, yeah. to be part of a new class that's inspiring young generations yeah wow it's an amazing no it's cool that's i, I absolutely agree that's definitely you know, I, I didn't have my nine to, uh, what do you say, nine to six, nine, nine to four job the last 10, day, 10 years and my bank account looks, you know, not great because of that. <laughs> uh, but then again, you know, many, I struggle with the money, other people struggle with um, sense in life, but that never occurred to me too much. So I guess that's what you get, have going when you create and... Um, you create something people appreciate. So that's definitely a, a big thing and it's awesome. And highly, like I said, very glad for that, all of us, for sure. Absolutely. And obviously the biggest shame, as you say, is it's, we can't follow this album release up with much in the way of touring. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL, as well as Big Cartel, where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?